Everybody, welcome to Robin 365. It's day number 1986. There's been a theme in the 90s here, um, or the 1980s, uh, because it reminds me of a year you see 1985. So today, 1986, the big thing I remember about 1986, I remember this album uh, record, so vinyl, maybe it was pre-CDs, I don't know, and it was called 1986 Out Now. Couldn't tell you one song was on it. Maybe there was a Madonna song on it. Don't know. But I remember that album. 1986 was also a big year for me. It was the year I got my license, my driving license. Uh, so I was 18. And I also got my, uh, what was called HSC, High School Certificate. It's now uh, VCE here in Australia. So basically year 12, which was then my gateway to university, university to go on and um, do uh, accounting. And I was fortunate, I, like I lived in uh, Bendigo, which if um, you're on the other side of the world, central, um, so I live in Melbourne, which is the capital of Victoria. Uh, and um, Bendigo is like, a, say from where I live now, a two and a half hour drive to the centre of Victoria. So country, country sort of region, but about 70-odd thousand people uh, at the time when I left, I think. I don't know how many are there now, but... Uh, yeah, so I was fortunate there was a university there. Obviously, a lot cheaper for me. I could stay at mum and dad's place. I actually rode my bike uh, to uni. It was interesting. I was able to ride my bike to primary school, well, once I was a certain age. Uh, my high school was next door to the primary school, Senior high school was riding my bike into the city, so, I don't know, five k's. And the university was next to the primary school. Uh, so I was able to ride my bike to all of my, uh, my schooling. And, of course, staying at home made it a lot, a lot cheaper as well. And then I moved to Melbourne. Uh, in, so I finished in 1989, graduated in 1989, started work here in February 1990. Golly. And my starting salary, I don't mind sharing this, was $25,000, which sounds like absolutely nothing now, uh, but it was actually one of the highest going salaries for a graduate accountant at that time. I think KPMG, I think they were paying 27 or 26 and a half, something like that at the same time. Uh, but it wasn't long and we just, like I think in six months, you went to 27 and a half something like that, and then it just kind of grew and grew and grew from there. So, yeah, interesting time, 1986. So that was a segue into today's uh, topic. Yesterday I had such an incredibly busy day. It started at 5.30 a.m. and I didn't finish till after 8.30 p.m. last night. I have 12, had 12 uh, coaching appointments uh, with clients I had two Zoom meetings and I also had an off-site meeting as well within all of that. So it was a really big day. And uh, one of the big challenges uh, through a day like that is to manage your energy, right? It's really important. And I look at, uh, like at the end of the day, how can I do it a little bit differently? I do still think that I'm uh, suffering some COVID fatigue and, and so forth, but then uh, I look at the other lifestyle factors as well as to, okay, obviously I'm busy, I'm thrashing my mind, I'm doing my mind training late at night as well on days like that. 
uh, so that I can still get it done. And there's a lot going on in my head to just keep things moving forward uh, for each and every person, adding value to each person uh, that I can, doing that in a different way because uh, I just finished training with the client and then there's another one coming in and the, like what you say to one person is going to be different to another one but they have different needs. Then I've got those clients that I need to continually uh, connect with and like send messages to, et cetera, et cetera. There's a, there's a lot that goes on, right? It's, a, it's very, very... Uh, very intense, but I do like that fast-paced nature of, of everything as well. And what it comes down to is, I think I was talking about this yesterday, practice. We have to practice life, otherwise life will just happen to us. And we have to practice those things that work really well for us. So I was having um, uh, a really good friend of mine, um, she's moved away uh, from my area now, but we we stay connected. Well, in fact, we became reconnected after my daughter passed away, and uh, just not when just things happen, don't they? And you just don't have as many conversations as you used to, and one thing leads to another, and before you know it, you're, you're kind of disjointed. And I actually reached out uh, to her because I'm like, I can't remember. I had so much communication going on uh, around when my uh, my daughter passed that. It's like, oh, I can't remember whether I told this person. I checked my emails and it's like I couldn't find anything in there. I thought, maybe I haven't. And I reached out and she didn't know. Um, she just didn't know at all. So um, when I told her, like, she was obviously devastated uh, because, uh, yeah, she was uh, closer to Liv. Um, so anyway, um, we were having this conversation about... Uh, where she is and what it is that she wants to do business-wise and so forth. And we, uh, I, I have the privilege of having uh, you know, probably the best coach in the world in the space of uh, business and, and wealth creation. And uh, you hang out with that person for six years and you, you keep learning and listening every single day, then a lot of this stuff just becomes ingrained as part of uh, your DNA as well. And like... Um, she was telling me all this stuff and I said, yeah, that's, that's not going to work. That's never going to work. So just stop doing it and do this. And anyway, we got down to the point of, of saying about all the things that I captured uh, for me. I know I've spoken about this before, so, but it's worth hearing again. Uh, capturing all the points for me that I do on a daily basis to make me successful. And then I would add, subtract, uh, things as I tried them. So you put them in place and then you try them. So for instance, um, let's just say you, let's go the other way and say you, you, you want to see what it's like to live on four hours of sleep. And so, okay, well, let's do that. Let's track it. And then each day, how are you feeling? How's your effort? How, what were the outcomes you achieved today? Rate yourself. Um, how grumpy are you, etc., etc. And then do that over a week. And I guarantee you, you'll start to feel pretty crappy and your productivity will most likely uh, drop. If it doesn't in the first week, it will by the second week, et cetera, et cetera, because you, you're not getting enough sleep, depending on obviously uh, also what it is that you're doing. But if you're looking to get the absolute best out of yourself, it can be super, super tough to do it that way. And so we were just talking about all the different things that you can capture and then are just doing things differently. So like... Uh, Let's take your workouts, for instance, because she wants to create 
uh, you know, a big program with uh, you know, lots of different types of exercise and that kind of stuff. And I said, so experiment yourself, experiment on you. I said, because what you like would drive someone else crazy. I said, like, um, um, she said she hates walking, but she loves doing, say, hit, for instance. And I said, okay. I said, if you create a program all around that, I said, that's not going to work for me because I said, I hate hit and I love walking. So you can't just assume, yes, because you like it, that somebody else will and vice versa. So we're talking about that. And uh, yeah, so getting back to the workouts, I said, so experiment and experiment at different times of the day. Uh, I said, do a seven minute workout in the morning, a 10 minute workout. Find a spot in the day where you're really starting to lack energy and do a seven-minute workout. How do you do that? Well, set a time. Pick seven exercises, set the timer for seven minutes or do a minute each and do uh, one exercise for a minute or 45 seconds or something like that, working at an intensity that you can and just find seven different exercises or use some of the same exercises and just do that. And I said then maybe try a different time of the day and do hit. Maybe do another time of the the day or try another morning where you do a strength workout. Try another day where you just go walking. Try another day where you do Pilates. Try another day where you do yoga. Try another day where you may be doing, say, uh, when you find that you're really, really stressed, experiment with the different exercises, but also experiment with just sitting in your own thoughts and just going through, say, five minutes of deep breathing exercises or three minutes of deep breathing exercises or just five rotations of breathing in for four, hold for uh, for eight, breathe out for four, something like that, or breathe in for four, hold for four, breathe out for six, something like that. Make up your own numbers if you like and just see what that's doing for you and track it. Track how you're feeling. And then you'll learn about what works best for me. When is the best time for me to be doing certain things? I can tell you when I first started my training in 1988, I did all my training... I was still going to uni, so I would do it in late afternoon to early evening because that suited my schedule. I would needed a break for, like, to give my brain a rest. I was excited about going to the gym. It was a little bit quieter then than like a super peak time, and although sometimes it was. But then sometimes I would go at those peak times because I found a couple of people to train with, or two to three people to train with, and we'd all train together, all spurring each other on and, and so forth, and that was pretty cool. So that's what, um, that's what I did then. But now I find uh, exercising at that time of the day for me doesn't work. I much prefer getting up really early and getting it done and getting it out of the way and getting... Um, it's, all, it's like you've already had a win for the day if you do it that way. And so that's certainly my preference right now. Um, so it comes down to practicing these different things. Practicing, we also talked about food. Uh, I said, uh, have a play around with it. It was all about getting her to experiment on the program that she wants to do, experiment on herself to see what the results are for herself. And then that will help give her some context of how you need to experiment and, of course, realising that everybody's a little bit different. So when it came to the food, for instance, we were talking about uh, different types of foods. I said if you, say, suffer from a little bit of bloating from time to time and you're putting together a meal plan for somebody and it's got a lot of legumes in it, 
legumes like beans and lentils and things like that, they can make you gassy, right? If you have something like Crohn's disease, lentils are an absolute no-no. Anyone that has Crohn's disease uh, will understand that. If you don't know what Crohn's disease is, go look it up. Um, but it's basically a, a really um, big problems with your bowels and you call them health. So uh, you've got to understand those things. And I said, play around with yourself in terms of um, you know, include broccoli and cauliflower, but then perhaps try a few meals where you don't have it and see, is there a difference? Maybe it's things like carrots. Maybe they do something for you. Maybe it's things like peas. Maybe they make you feel bloated. Uh, maybe uh, things like white potato and sweet potato, one is better than the other. Me personally, I find I am more energised and feel better over sweet potato. I eat both from time to time, but I find sweet potato is more satisfying for me and works better. Uh, if we think about rice, I find that medium grain brown rice will satisfy me way more than any long grain of rice, whether it's uh, long grain brown or white. It just satisfies me better. Basmati rice does not fill me up at all for whatever reason. So it's understanding some of these things and experimenting with some different things that you find out what really makes you perform better. So really this is, I know I, I spoke about practice in the, over this last uh, so week or so or even prior, but we need to just keep on becoming better at life. We need to keep practicing life, keep pushing ourselves. And I use yesterday as an example because all day I was going and I had a couple little breaks here and there and I'm like, okay, I need to push myself. I need to practice pushing myself because there, there are certain times where around that 3 p.m. mark or I can be really, really tired. If you think about it, I've been working back to back since 5.30. So by, by, 3, by 3 p.m., what have we got? We've got about nine and a half hours there. Most people are working seven to eight hours a day. I've already done that and I've still got another five and a half hours to go before I finish my schedule tonight. And so it would be easy for me to say, Do you know what, I need to have a rest now. I'm just going to sit down and do nothing. But instead, I'm practicing pushing myself. Why? To see what I'm capable of, to see how much more I can do. So then I find things like, say, say I need a break and I can't just do nothing. So maybe to have a break, I record a podcast and say, okay, well, I'll get some steps in. I'll walk around the studio. It's really hot outside uh, at the moment. Um, so, so I don't get all sweaty for my next client and everything. Um, I'll record a podcast and then I'll have a drink uh, of water and I will uh, sit down at my desk and keep on working before my next client comes in. That requires a lot of dedication, a lot of focus, and it requires me to keep on pushing. And then to throw that extra little bit of uh, testing in place, what I will do is I'll put on my headset for my neurofeedback training and when I'm tired... I will do a training session while I'm perhaps doing some work and um, you know, listening to a podcast so I can track my brain waves and see, all right, I'm testing now to see if I'm really alert and focused in this moment. And then you can't really influence it. It is what it is. 
But over time, I'm finding that I'm becoming more focused for long through the day. So that means that I'm getting more done. I'm being more productive. Now, if you listened to me a few weeks ago, you'll hear me talk about this year, I want to turn my, my strengths into weaknesses. Uh, <laughs> that's a good idea, Rob. My weaknesses into strengths is what I want to do. And so one of my weaknesses is around marketing. And uh, what I want to do is turn that into a strength. So every single day, I'm spending at least an hour to two hours. It's closer to two hours or more on marketing to make sure that I'm progressing myself and doing things differently than I've either done before or done for a while, trying different things. It's uh, requiring me to step out of my comfort zone, to reach out to more people, to high-level people, uh, people on the other side of the world, um, highly successful people, having different conversations with with clients, with uh, different connections, in order to add value to others. And it requires practice. The more you practice, the more you get better. And that only comes... It only comes from that consistent hard work and that focus and having the right coach. And that's that's why I come back to what it is that where I spend most of my time coaching people to transform their mindsets and uh, their their health and their body and so forth. It's so satisfying to be able to achieve that change for people. Uh, But the the your fastest way to change is to get the right coach. A coach which could be me, but the coach that is going to be able to work with you has a proven track record to give you the results that you are looking for, somebody that you can connect with, somebody that is going to challenge you, and you ultimately need to be coachable. I mean, I've done uh, plenty of uh, podcasts on this before, but so many people are just not coachable. And I say, yes, I am, but they're not really coachable because they'll be argumentative, not open to new ideas, and they're always right. It doesn't matter what you say, that they will always have a better view than you, and this doesn't work because, oh, I'm just like this, and so I'm different. It's like, no, no. You're just not coachable and you're not open to wanting to change. So you've first got to be coachable and then find that right coach. And then you have to be consistent. So I do work with my coach every single day, multiple times a day. I think already today I have done, golly, I think uh, one session uh, live, uh, which was a group session. I've done, uh, I think I've been listening to One of his podcasts, I've listened to a whole podcast. I'm onto a second one there. I've got that playing in the background while I'm walking away. I'm doing the daily wealth workout and I think there was something else as well. So it's like three or four different things that I'm doing. So I'm flooding my my mind as well as listening to, uh, say, uh, little reels or um, uh, reviewing different marketing that he does so that I can learn and then tweak, implement uh, for my own business. It's super, super important. And you've got to just keep on practicing. We have to practice life. And so that's why I continuously push myself, even though I can be tired, like I'm tired right now, uh, to be able to push through, to get better results. It's all about seeing what I'm capable of because I never thought I was capable of too much. And I'm proving to myself, look at what you can do. And if you want better results, you've got to work harder. You've got to work smarter and keep pushing. So anyway, I was going to make this shorter, but I just, I got on a, I got on a run then, didn't I? All right. So stay safe, everybody. Stay healthy. Let's go.
Let's go. It's 2024. Let's go.